So before we start the episode, just want to let folks know that uh, my wife and I have a book that is coming out in the fall, fall of 2020, uh, called When Anxiety Strikes, Help and Hope for Managing Your Storm. This is something that uh, my wife, Dina, and I have been working on for a while. For a while, we had called it Calming the Storm and uh, had a class that we did a few times with this. And uh, it's, you know, an interesting book in that it's about anxiety, but we're using a format where we had a theme for each day of the week. And then we focused on a particular theme week by week in the class. Um, It's pretty well received. So we end up looking for an agent who helped us find a publisher. And uh, in the fall of this year, we're pretty excited because we got a book coming out. So if you're interested in that, uh, please go to my website. That's jasonhobbslcsw.com slash books. Again, that's Jason Hobbs, LCSW, slash books. And you will see a list of kind of where we are. We've submitted the manuscript. We've been edited for the development of the manuscript. We've been copy edited. We're now at the point of marketing and looking for endorsers and influencers and all that kind of fun stuff. Not really, but, you know, whatever it is. Um, But if you're interested, go to the website and uh, add your email address. We'll be happy to let you know where we are in the process. Thanks. Why are you looking at heaven? Letting go of the past and stepping wisely into this pandemic future. It's a reading from a recent Medium post from May 25th of 2020. When profound changes happen to us, We often find ourselves mouths agape and struggling to understand what this change is. What we had is now gone. An anticipated future will now be dramatically different. Our present is a sticky pause where our self is unsure what to do next. The breath moving in and out of us fluctuates between click and shallow, as if we are getting ready to run or fight and then a long and deep signaling that this is a time to stop, to rest, and to wait. As have many with whom I sit and talk, I find myself moving back and forth from sadness about what seems to have been lost in this pandemic to worry about what this new future will be. And then there is that space in between where we keep looking to heaven, where something or someone was some quick answer, but now it is gone. This past Sunday held readings about a seemingly sudden departure, the ascension of Jesus. If one follows the liturgical calendar, you have now moved through the 50 days of Easter towards the celebration of Pentecost, This ascension of Jesus was his exit, a lifting up into the clouds as recounted in two of the Gospels and in the beginning of the book of Acts. With the chronology that we have been given, I expect that there was an ongoing sense of relief following the resurrection of Jesus. After all, the disciples had thought that Jesus was dead and gone, but then he returned physically among them. But now... In a twist that feels almost cruel, he is leaving again. 
And as the passage from Acts recounts this leaving, the disciples simply stood there, dumbfounded. I imagine their mouths open, heads shaking, perhaps rubbing their eyes and trying to make some sense of this lifting up. And as we often do, this is followed by asking the wrong questions and misunderstanding the answers that we have been given. Perhaps they didn't like the answer because it didn't fit what they expected. Maybe they didn't like the answer because it meant that the hard work was just beginning. You see, we reach back for what we had. When the shock of loss happens to us, we naturally reach for what was. As the loss of a loved one, there is the memory of their smell and their touch. The way that their voice traveled to our ears as their body moved through the spaces that we inhabited together. This is a reaching back into the past, a shared past, finding simple gestures, words, and artifacts of what will now be a history of what was. Some of us will be archaeologists for a time, examining every shard of a memory, becoming experts on its texture and its purpose. We also tend to long for a future that will not happen. This loss also means that what we had anticipated will not be. Plans for ourselves with this other, hopes for what we saw ahead on the path, these are no more. And it can be hard to call it grief for a time that never actually happened. But the sadness that comes with grief is the best way to describe this feeling. Even though you never touch that new reality, we miss it and them as if we had already been there, as if we had walked together, shared conversations, and had in actuality experienced this now fantasized future. And we, like the disciples, keep looking at the sky, dumbfounded, shaking our heads, rubbing our eyes, expecting something to change about the past or our hoped-for future. And these messengers arrive to tell us, go home, there's work to do. You see, we need absence in order to newly experience presence. Ron Rawlheiser writes well, about this paradox of Jesus' statements, how the pain of his leaving is necessary. Don't cling to me, Jesus says to Mary. And perhaps this time of absence, of people together in one place, of family separated, and even people dying is a time for us to be reacquainted with absence, with emptiness. We often have to move through the space of grief, of absence, in order to re-experience the presence of our loved one, even if that presence is so very different than when they were physically with us. The work of faith is often one of God asking us to let go of what we are holding too tightly, 
We keep looking up to heaven while God sends us messengers that tell us to go home and get to work. We take steps into this present with patience and wisdom. After we have found ourselves all standing around, dumbfounded, mouths open, bleary-eyed, staring blankly into the sky, there does come a time to lower our gaze. We look around us and assess where we are. And while there is something to be said for grieving for what we had, and even fretting over a future that will not be the same, this path calls us to take a deeper breath and look around. There are a lot of steps to take and a lot of work to do. And this work will not be simple. There are no shortcuts. This challenging path will be about healing instead of blaming. This way will be about service to others who are vulnerable and hurting instead of thinking first of ourselves. This journey is about arms open instead of the closed posture of anxiety and fear. We listen to those who offer their knowledge and wisdom, and then, with a prudent patience, we softly take our next steps. <laughs>